Welcome to Life, Love, and Hustle, the podcast that uncovers the story behind the stories of entrepreneurs, artists, and activists making an impact in their business, community, and the culture. Join us for these intimate conversations with ordinary people working to do extraordinary things and hear their journey through struggle, triumph, growth, and change. Now, here's your host, Chad Smith. What's up? It's your boy, Chad, here back for another episode of the Life, Love, and Hustle show. And today I'm joined by uh, Dr. Lynn Anderson. She is a renowned naturopath. She is a, a yogi, if you will. She's a nutritional therapist. Uh, she is a karma master and a published author of two book series, an uh, international speaker and teacher. And she's also been uh, she had, she had a long 30 year career in the TV and DVD world. Um, so uh, I'm gonna welcome to the show live and direct from Sarasota, Florida, <laughs> And I can't stand it because she's down there in that good weather. I'm up here in this nasty Maryland rainy weather. This is uh, the one and only Dr. Lynn Anderson. How are you today, ma'am? I'm fine, Chad. Thank you so much. You just have to come down to Florida and visit us down here in the sunshine. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what's so funny is that my girlfriend actually has a sister and her best friend in Florida. And we were visiting a few months ago over the summer. My, we went through, I think we went through four cities in three days, yeah. I think we were down there, including Miami. I love Miami. Shout out to Miami. I love Miami. I, well, that was a good time. Miami was fun. We had a good time. And uh, where, where else were we? We were in uh, Daytona? No. Well, we were all over the place. We had a great time in Florida. I dig it. Practicing and teaching yoga to, and karma. So that's kind of really what I do. <laughs> so, so you mentioned um, the range of the natural sciences, a lot of which I did not know. I did not know that the natural sciences included uh, things like, like, like yoga, aromatherapy. So, uh, so, so, so give me a brief, I'm sorry, give me a brief background. I got a little tongue tied there, you know, those two Bs, a brief background on the history of the natural sciences. Well, you know, if you go way, way back to the beginning of time, humans use things in nature to heal. They used things in nature to rebuild, to replenish, to vitalize. Everything in our body, our physical self, depends upon the natural world. You need sunshine. You need plants. You don't need processed food to live. Processed food will kill you. You know, so not natural. We look at it that the best thing you can do is support your health with all of the things in nature that nature has provided, because if we really pay attention to it, nature provides everything we need in order to not only just survive, but to thrive. Wow, yeah, that's incredible. The thing I think where people um, get their wires crossed on this, myself included, was because um, over here in the West, we become so, um, you become so indoctrinated mm -hmm. um, to believing that, you know, Western Maryland, I mean, not Western Maryland, Western medicine um, is like, like that's the only science that matters. Mm -hmm. And the natural sciences have been kind of placed by the wayside and they're really like dismissed by the medical community. But I've seen in recent years a resurgence in, uh, in, in practicing 
natural medicine. Why do you think that is? Well, you know, yeah, I mean, you make me smile there because when I first started, just 40 years ago, I'm going to show my age here. Um, <laughs> You're a spring chicken. I was, I was called a quack. And I've been called a quack many times, and I, I you know, that, that we really didn't know what we were talking about. And of course, as a naturopath, we were looking at the science. We were taking plants apart. We were going, okay, there's vitamins and minerals and hormones and sugars and proteins inside these plants. What does a human being need to be able to support themselves? So what happened was, is I think that as we got more as as traditional medicine got more involved in the nutrition end of it because that's really where it started and so they began to see that through exercise and through nutrition there were certain you know health benefits and that kind of i think gave the segue for people to come in and be a little more open to herbal medicine to aromatherapy to light you know, chromotherapy, light therapy. Um, so I think it was more, we were more accepting once we got past that threshold. But, you know, it's interesting to know that in medical school, doctors only have to complete one intro course in nutrition. Think about oh, that well, one for a I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, you know, and it's not to bash Western medicine, because certainly there's, you know, a lot of good, you you wouldn't want me to do surgery or, you know, you know, <laughs> you know it's, there's a, there is a place there. But what we really need to do is we need to take Western and, you know, alternative medicine and marry them together so they support each other. And I think that's where we've fallen down is, you know, there's been a big divide there. But if we bring it all back around, it all comes back to money. Mm. Money. Uh oh. Wait a minute. You might you might be talking too much truth this soon in the interview. We gotta save that for later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, wait a minute. So um I've observed that um oftentimes, especially in the Western world, we tend to uh, be in team A or team B, you know, we tend to look at things, either your team red, your team blue, your team, you know, Western Maryland. I mean, I keep saying Western Maryland because that, that's where I live. So we keep saying Western medicine versus traditional or, or in natural sciences. So, uh, I don't think it has to be either, or I think there's room for both because if we look at the, if you look, if you look at the facts over time, um, Western medicine doesn't really deal in cures. It deals either in um, treating symptoms or deals in um, masking pain, yes. right? So um, there's, there hasn't been much cured in the past like 100 years, not much cured. So because there's, there's no money in cures. Thank you. <laughs> if you cure somebody, they're no longer a, they're, they're no longer a customer. Right. So uh, I feel like there's been a lot of, um, like the main argument has been, well, you know, there's no data, there's no research on those natural practices, but now we're getting data. Now we're getting research on uh, the effects of using plants, the effects of um, vitamins, uh, minerals, certain um, components that plants have, the effect of 
uh, especially um, something as simple as sunlight that helps depression. Yes. So, so I feel like there's room for a melding of the two. So where are you on that? Well, yeah, you know, uh, we look at it as prevention over cure because nobody will mm-hmm. cure. Right. You know? Right. So it's about preventing those things from happening. How do you prevent yourself from getting sick? Now, there's all kinds of things that we can't we can't control everything in the world. But we can control what we put in our body, how we take care of our body. And so if we look at it, you know, in prevention, if we go down that road, first off, there isn't a lot of money in that road. You know, I mean, that, no. it, there really isn't. The, and, and it really is about keeping people healthy as opposed to people being sick and continuing on in medication. You know, and it's supposed to be bring a person to an independence where they can, you know, take care of their own health without having to spend a lot of money because they've got to eat. They've got to go outdoors. They need fresh air. They need sleep, you know, and that there are so many things that we don't look at, like, for example, what you said, sunshine. We know that sunshine can really affect someone's mood in a positive way. We also know that the B vitamins have some kind of an effect on the serotonin and the dopamine. So they happen, they happen to you know, be something that can be used when it comes to depression and low energy. So why aren't we using those things instead of just taking a chemical pill? Well, the reason is a chemical pill is a quick fix. And right. What's you the old saying? Want... An ounce? What's the old saying? An ounce of prevention worth a pound of cure? Right. Yeah, yeah. But as human beings, we want two things. We want the magic bullet and the quick fix. You know? And Right. To live a natural life and to, and to do that takes, there's a process to it. It isn't a quick fix. It's a lifestyle change, you know, where on a regular basis you're eating a healthy diet and exercising and doing the, you know, the natural things. Well, first and foremost, I'm coming from a fitness background. Um, nutrition is amazingly uh, effective for preventing a lot of things like um poor nutrition someone told me a long time ago that especially here in the united states we have the most access to health care and we're the sickest nation out of all the developed nations you know we're the most obese we have the most cancer we have the most diabetes uh so how can this country as wealthy as it is with the incredible access to health care that we have uh and with the most access to food that we have. How are we the sickest nation out of all the developed nations? It's crazy. So uh, we're overfed and undernourished. That's So I think if we just focus on that aspect alone, we'll go a long way for uh, preventing a lot of what we see. Well, you're absolutely right. It's processed food and processed food and processed food don't have the vitamins and minerals and nutrients in it. You know, there's a, there's a hypothesis out there called the protein hypothesis. And, you know, it's not proven, but, you know, scientists are playing with it a little bit. And it's very interesting. What they are hypothesizing is that one of the reasons that, for example, people will overeat is because the body requires a certain amount of protein. And the body doesn't sit there. The body just sits there and says to you, okay, I need my protein a lot. I need my protein. 
If you don't give it to it, the body's going to keep operating, but it's going to keep sending a signal up. I need my protein. And so the so what happens is an individual thinks that's hunger and they keep eating and eating to try to satisfy that protein that is lacking in the body. So it, the hypothesis is that if we're not getting the body the nutrients that it needs, it, it keeps sending signals to the brain. I need more. I need more. Because, yeah, you're putting lots of food in here, but you're not putting in what I need, the fuel I need to operate. Right. Right. It's um, quantity versus quality. Yeah. So one thing that I tried to help my, my personal training um, clients understand is that if you're eating higher quality food, you don't, you don't need as much of it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And the body, and you're going to have more energy. So what are you going to do? You're going to burn more calories because you have more energy. You know, you're, you're feeling, you know, everybody knows when they're in an up mood, when they've got energy. I mean, you move more. And the human body was designed to move. We evolved moving. We didn't evolve sitting still. You know, but we, we live in a very stationary society. As you know, people, you know, the percentage of people that go to the gym on a regular basis is very small, really. So you forget that part, just the amount, uh, the amount of people who don't move in a day at all. You know, we've, we've gone from, wow, I, you're taking me back to my, uh, my fitness business days now. You know, you got me reminiscing. I remember there was a, uh, I can't even remember, he broke it down. But uh, he said that uh, our origins as a as a country were agrarian. You know, we grew things for a living. Right. You know, we we were in the field all day tending tending crops and um, out here doing physical things. Then we moved into the industrial age. We were working with our hands. We were building things. You know, you were physical. You know, you might have been a longshoreman. You were pulling ships. Then you were. Uh, but then we got into when as technology developed, we were uh, we moved more in field more into the uh into the sphere of less physical labor more brain and more task-based work so now we move from uh standing to sitting all day and some of us are sitting for like 8 10 12 hours a day and we don't move so people think it's a matter of going to the gym but it's not a matter of going to the gym it's a matter of just getting up and moving more in your day if you just take a half hour of just movement in a day Right. You know, you can go a long way and you don't need to go to the gym. Just get up and move. Right. Well, you know, they've also found that if you do, let's say you sit all day and you do one hour of exercise at the gym and you go home and continue to sit. What happens is you've discounted your entire workout because it's not about work. It's about, as you said, it's continual motion because that's what the human body, that's how the human body evolved. It is right. up going and getting the wood and bringing it in, getting the crops and bringing them in and hand washing, you know, washing things in, and skinning things and whatever people did. <laughs> but there was always, there was always physical movement. And that, you're right. We, I mean, if people just got up and just parked their car, you know, in the, in the back parking lot and walked or Here's one I heard the other day, which I thought was great. When you go to the grocery store, before you start shopping, walk the perimeter of the store. And then go back and do your shopping. Yeah. Take a lap or two. You know, take a lap. Yeah. And I mean, mm -hmm. that's a really good idea. You just kind of cruise around saying hello to everybody, then go shopping. 
<laughs> well, that's what I do anyway because you know I'm a talker. Yeah, I. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's so funny is that you you know when you have a podcast when you have any kind of media like I feel like you've got to be naturally curious yeah so whenever I go to the store I always find myself almost interviewing somebody at the grocery store <laughs> so where are you from oh wow that's interesting uh what are, what are, what are you uh oh, how, how old are your kids oh cool what are they? so I'm talkative and I'm nosy yeah yeah well that's so there's a the combination. So, so that's a good transition to go from movement. Now we'll talk about the yoga practice. I became a fan of yoga when I had a training client who was actually um, a yogi master herself. She been around the world, studied with a, a whole bunch of uh, yoga masters and, and teachers, and so um, she actually got me doing yoga she said i want to challenge you i'm going to give you a 10 minute routine to do every day for 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 three weeks dude the first thing when you get up drink some water you're going to do some yoga and you're going to feel amazing and you know me i'm, I'm a bodybuilder i'm a power lifter I'm a, I'm a i'm a wrestler i'm a combat athlete man, i'm not doing no stinking yoga man you know what, what, that's lame but she gave me this 10 minute program to do and i'll tell you five minutes in i was sweating mm -hmm it's it's work but i'll tell you after the three weeks of this yoga this 10 minute yoga routine that she gave me um i had a dramatic improvement um in my uh, in my hip flexibility mm -hmm. um my knees didn't hurt um i had a lot my shoulders felt healthier uh, i mean it was amazing so uh so talk a little bit about uh, your yoga background well, I've been I've been teaching yoga for you know almost forty years at practice wow. teaching and, and written books about it, and primarily it's been karma yoga. Um, karma is a, a philosophy, so there's you know yoga, there's a hatha, which is the physical part. That's what the, the physical part of that anybody does when they do a yoga class. But then yoga has different branches and different philosophies, um, and. And the karma is the one that I teach. So, but again, what you said was absolutely so true is that, you know, yoga builds strength, but it also improves our balance and our flexibility. And those are things that people don't realize that by the time you hit 30, you start to lose your sense of balance. You start to lose your flexibility. And it's something that you really have to work to maintain. Like we say, you don't create balance in the world you maintain balance and that takes a while hmm. and that's karma <laughs> so talk to so uh, unpack that some more unpack what is karma yoga i've never heard that phrase before i started talking to you well karma again is a philosophy it's a, <clears throat> a science and karma is really cause and effect so karma yoga just means that there's no judgment. There's just movement of energy through the universe. And how, whatever energy you move, whatever you do with that energy, there will be an effect. And so we have to pay attention to how we move energy, how we move ourselves through this universe that we have, according to karma, reincarnated into. That's very interesting because when I think of karma, I think of like what you do in this life affects your possible next life. You, you know, like if you're if you were a, if 
you're a fan of, or if you're a believer um, in reincarnation and the spiritual aspects um, of faith, you know, some cultures believe in reincarnation. So it's, you do all the good you do here in this life, which will dictate how you appear in the next life. So uh, I'm trying not to come back as a snail, right? Or I don't want to come back as something crazy. So the concept of karma. So delve a little bit in a little more into that. Well, yes. And according to karma, we do reincarnate. And, you know, one of the problems that has happened historically with religion and reincarnation is there's sort of, in, in fact, it was Constantinople um, really eliminated uh, reincarnation from Christianity because it mm. was thought that people would say, well, you know, I can come back and be good in the next life. I'm going to have a great time on this one. I'm going to, you know, be a thief and do all of this kind of stuff, which is not really what karma is all about. Karma, it's you're here and you come and you have a job to do. You have work to do. We all have work. None of us have evolved, if, if we're here, have evolved to a point where we don't come back. And so while we're here, it's up to us to find out what that is. And once we find that, to work that through. And that working through is what makes you a quote-unquote better person, or it is the direction that we want to go to. Because what we want to really do is strive to be the perfected energy. And that perfected energy has no judgment. It simply produces good, no harm. First rule of medicine is do no harm, right? Isn't that what it is? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so you, it's really about, you know, if I, as I tell people, let's say that I, I go out and I steal something. And I'm, I'm a thief because I stole something. If you, if you steal something, you are a thief. But let's say I never get caught. Never get caught. Because people will go, well, that's not, how's that karma? I have to carry that energy with me. Think mm -hmm. about this. I'm always looking over my shoulder, afraid I'm going to get caught, right? I'm always feeling a little guilty. You know, I, I, I'm really careful where I go. So I carry that negative, and that's heavy. And so now I've created heavy karma that I'm carrying with me. Even if so, it isn't just, well, if I steal something, I get caught, I go to jail. That's karma. No, right, right. It, it, it isn't that. It isn't that. It isn't as simple as the pop culture of if I punch you in the face, you're going to punch me back. It, you know what I mean? It's not. Right. That's, a direct cause and effect. Yeah, it's causative. What do they call that instant karma? Is that, is it that <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it, and it, it's really void of judgment because, you know, it, it, there is no judgment. I mean, you're here. It doesn't matter. Once you leave this world and you go up and you go to what's called the holdover place and you kind of have a moment to you reflect, you have an opportunity to come back and correct whatever it is you need to come back and correct. So we have that opportunity to come back. And so... It, it, it really doesn't matter whether you get it this time or you get it the next lifetime. Sometime you will get it. Wow. Listen, that was... <laughs> I can see why you're the master, from the, the karma master now. You know, I saw that I saw that term and I was like, what is a karma master? Now I get it. <laughs> well, a, a karma master, anyone, is a, anyone who has for a long amount of time practiced studied, 
written and taught is a master at something. That's what it takes to master something. And so that's why for the last 40 years, I have practiced, I have read, I've written about, and I've taught karma yoga. So tell us about um, about your book series. So um, I have to admire anyone that can write a book, uh, but then if you can write several books, that's even more impressive. So um, I see that uh, you've got the yoga of healthy nutrition and you've got uh, naturopathic recipes and you've got how to master karma. You've got how to prosper with a purpose, how to master vitality. Like you, oh, and of course, naturally sexy and healthy. We can't forget that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so, the, the, yeah. Again, you know, um, when you're teaching, you're, you're always writing. And the way I teach is I always have a lesson for my students. And of course, what I've taught them is my karma book. Mm -hmm. So that's where karma and prosperity are two. They're really one and the same. They're just, it's one and then it goes on to the next one. But the other books are more, um, they're a combination of yoga as well as my naturopathic background. Because when you get into like, um, you know, sexual health, sexual health, you know, for example, people don't realize that your sexuality is dependent upon vitamins and minerals and hormones and things. Yeah. And, and, you know, we think about it in the sexual terms, but not in terms of that, you know, a human can't reproduce if they don't, if they don't have the right vitamins and minerals and health, right? Right, and, exactly. And, and so, your sexuality is a very big part of all of us because it is who we are. No matter what your orientation or what you choose, it is who you are. It is the very first thing you are as a human being, is a sexual being. You're either, you're either male or female. That's the very first thing they call you. And where you go after that is, but <laughs> right? I mean, when a woman is right. pregnant, the very first thing is the doctor says it's male or female. That's what you are. And you carry all of that with you. And that has to do a lot with our charisma because you find that people with very high sex drives who are able to harness that and use that are usually very successful people in the world. There was a concept in a book that I read a long time ago. Some people call it um, the original self-development book. It was um, Think and Grow Rich. Have you read that book? Yes, yes. There's a whole section in there about uh, mastering your sexual energy. Yes, yes. Well, that's what Napoleon Hill was saying is that, you know, those people who who understand that and they can harness that energy and they use it with the charisma and the focus, they are people who are highly successful in this world because they've learned, and that take you all the way back to karma, they've learned how to use energy because the bottom line is, all we are is just whirling energy in this whirling universe. And it's what you do with your energy that counts. Right? That is 100% facts. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and there's nobody, you know, in it, and it's not for anyone to judge. I mean, there are horrific things that happen in this world, let's say. And in, according to karma yoga and all yoga, do no harm. Okay, so harm is done when horrific things happen, and you you have to step back from that. And you know, to me, they're horrible things, but I can't. But 
I also can look at something like that and see the wonderful part of humanity, how people feel. There's another side to that. The people that come to rescue people, you know, the people that come to help people, the people that feel, that give. So, you know, the universe is made up of all kinds of, two, you know, both of those energies. Yeah. Wow. So you sound really passionate about this. You know, you folks can't see the video that I have here, but uh, she is so animated and so energetic about this. Like, what, what, what makes you so passionate about this? Like, uh, you know, why do you, why do you care so much about bringing this out to the world? You know, I, this, well, I'll, I'll tell you, there is something in me that knows that my karma is to, there's a message. I'm a, I'm like a messenger. And that's what I tell my students. I say, I'm just here. I'm just a voice. I'm just giving this information to you. And I hope that it helps one person because if it helps just one person in this universe, I've done my, I'm working my karma. And I can say that I have hundreds of people who've sent me wonderful emails and stuff that something I said in a class that changed their life or, or, or made a difference to them that day. And I didn't even know it, you know, it just oh. was what came out. And so for me, that's very, that's my passion. And I, it's like a, an energy force that I feel within myself. And I'm not, well, what's that? <laughs> I said, and I'm not crazy. <laughs> hey, listen, we're all a touch of crazy. You know, usually with uh, with human beings, it's not if we're crazy, it's it's to what extent <laughs> we're crazy. Right, right. Oh, yeah, uh, there's definitely no such thing as normal. It's not in my experience. I don't know. Right. So, so if 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 we if people want to get in touch with you, we want to learn more about you and even the uh, even talk about coaching. I see you've got uh, you have an application for a, a complimentary twenty minute uh, consultation. Wow, that's, that's that's very generous. Uh, what's the best way to reach you? Well, anyone can go to drlynn.com. It's d o c t o r l y n n dot com. So it's spelled out and. There's my books, there's my classes, there's consultations, there's sign up for a free newsletter. Everything is right there, emails. So just all my um, social media. So just go to drlynn.com. I love it. Listen, folks, you got to take advantage of that. Um, you know, uh, free 99 is my favorite price. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, this young lady is in a, I mean, you can tell already, she knows her stuff. She's very passionate, she cares. And um, I think I'm going to sign up as soon as we get off here. I'm going to get my consultation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, I, I'm going to thank you for coming on today. I'm going to thank uh, thank you very much, Dr. Lynn Anderson. Uh, this is a great time. I would definitely love to have you back anytime. Uh, would you be willing to come back and talk to us again? I'd love to. This has been great. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And, uh, again, I'm going to put Dr. Lynn's website uh, here in the show notes. And, and uh, as for you guys, I want to thank you for tuning in today. You guys are always amazing. Thank you for the five-star reviews. And if you are listening to this and this is your first time, do not come back again until you have left a five-star review. I deserve it. Uncle Lynn deserves it. And, uh, you also help us grow and you help us spread the good word. Uh, we want this to be 
a font of knowledge. Our goal is 1,000 episodes uh, and to have as many five-star reviews as we can. And also like and share this wherever you have uh, been listening to it. Uh, put it on Facebook, put it on the X, put it on the Instagrams, whatever else platform. Heck, put it on Truth Social. You know, let old, uh, let old Mr. Trump, you know, hear, hear a few words from Dr. Lin. But uh, until next time, thanks for joining. And as always, live your life, love your people, and always hustle hard. Peace. Thank you for joining us today on Life, Love, and Hustle. We appreciate you and your support more than you know. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone who could benefit from it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook to continue the conversation and get exclusive access to even more content. We're grateful for your loyalty and we can't wait to see you hustle your way to success. We'll be here for you every step of the way.